AFI Backstage Stories Welcome back, my friend. It's good to see you again. Did you have a nice vacation? Of course I did. What did you do? Where'd you go? Um, mainly eating. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of what mostly vacation is, right? Yeah, or should be, at least in my opinion. No, I've been yeah. um, to Oberstdorf, this little town we cannot mention enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I had uh, the house on my own mm-hmm. since the rest of my family is in Denmark. Wait, why is the rest of your family in Denmark? Uh, they're on vacation there. Oh, so you went there and they weren't there. Yes. <laughs> See, okay. <laughs> That's funny. So you went to have the house to yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was pretty nice. Much of, much reading, eating. Nice. Hanging out. Been to the sauna on a, on a colder day. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Enjoyed, enjoyed some, some water jumping, etc. So all in all, a great week. Water, went, water jumping. What do you mean? Like? What is what is that exactly? Jumping in some form of water. We ha- my my parents have since this spring a little pool in their in their garden. Oh, you mean just like jumping jumping into the in water. the water? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought this was like a specific sport or something. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, no. You know, there's like, uh, like ski jumping, like ski jumping, or water <laughs> jumping. I was like, oh, what is that? Okay. Oh yeah, I was in the water a lot, man. We have we have to catch up on these vacations. And are you like a big sauna person? Of course. Okay. You think totally. it's just a just a European thing to be really into it? I'm not sure. It's pretty I, German, right? Or it's from Finland originally, yeah, right? Okay. Um, they were totally crazy about it. And yes, it's a super nice thing. Um, and I'm a big sauna guy since... This sounds like my family is super rich, with, which is not a fact, but my family has a sauna since um, two or three years because they they rebuilt um, the whole house. Yeah. Um changed where the living room is and the kitchen, etc. And there was one spare room left, mm-hmm. which should have turned into a, a second bathroom for, for the kids. Mm. Then they somehow realized, okay, we don't need that. <laughs> and so my my dad built a sauna in there for my it? mom for their anniversary. Oh man, that's such a nice gift. Did he do that by himself? Um, mostly, I guess. Or he knew a guy who does this professionally That's and they crazy. did it together or something like that. There's so many saunas. I feel like there's so many homemade saunas in that town. Yeah. Like I know uh, if his brother built one onto his terrace, mm-hmm. like a one or two person seater. And he has another friend who has one uh, that he built for two people, I think, uh, like a little mini cabin outside of his home. Yeah. And he always tells stories about how he gets in the sauna and it gets like, I don't know, 80 degrees or something. Yeah. It's like sweltering. And then they just jump into the snow. That's the best thing. That's insane to me. That's like uh, that's like trying to have a heart attack. <laughs> but I know that you always tell me how healthy that is. I mean, everyone yeah. talks about how healthy that is. <laughs> People don't stop about uh, it's so healthy. About <laughs> no, but it's it's in in winter. It's actually a super nice thing. Imagine it's not your sport, but you had an amazing or anyway an amazing day outdoors. In my case, mostly mm-hmm. skiing. Right. Great winter winter day. Snowing mm-hmm. a lot. Great atmosphere. You get home. You're kind of exhausted and, and, and done, right. but had a great day out there in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Turn that sauna on, wait those, I don't know, 20 minutes or whatever it needs to, to, to get the temperature. Um, then get in the sauna for like, I know, I enjoy, I mostly enjoy about 10 minutes. Okay. I know people who go longer, but I It burns I me out that. longer than that. Yeah. For like 10 minutes. Yeah. Then go out, jump in the snow, 
then go back in for another five minutes. And after that, cool down on the balcony. Uh-huh. Um, and then get a shower and get a nice dinner. And you're, oh, you, you, you really sleep good. like the happiest baby on earth. I mean, that After does sound that. pretty good. Did I, did I ever tell you about this? Um, like my first real sauna experience at the, did I talk about that story already? I'm not sure. Uh, it was like the first uh, vacation I ever took with Ify's family. We went, it was me, her um, sister and her boyfriend. Yes. And her brother. And yeah. And I think, I don't know if they had Sophia yet, his daughter. So it was at, at probably about four years ago no. or something. And um, so it was the first trip that they wanted to take and f- with me along with them, like take the boyfriends along with too. And it was just in like a Friday th- or Thursday or something through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was at the Tegensia, the Tegensia Lake. Okay. And uh, which I think in German sounds like Tegen Lake Lake, right? The Tegensia. No, it's Tegensia, right? Yeah. Right. So anyway. Tegen Lake Lake. Uh, the Tegen Lake Lake. And, uh, which is super close to Munich and it's, uh, beautiful and a lot of people go there all the time and it's great for swimming and blah, blah, blah. So, um, they went there and, um, they ended up having us all, they put us up in this, this super nice hotel. Yeah. Right. And it was my first time experiencing this level of, uh, what's the right word? Like, when, like just this level of, oh, I'm losing all my words, but fanciness. Okay. You know, it was just, it was very like elegant, you know, and everything was, you know, the pool was hyper modern and they had like an inside one and an outside one and they had this huge sauna spa area and like every, every time that you went anywhere, they always gave you like fresh robes and, you know, it was just a really, really nice hotel and I had never experienced anything like that before. And I remember, um, this is one memory that I have so vividly, um, which is, I I don't know which evening it was, maybe the, the Friday or something. We were all hanging out by the pool and they uh, were talking about how at 7 p.m., they the brother, her brother who loves sauna, mm-hmm. loves it, said that he is going to go to the Aufguss. Mm-hmm. And the Aufguss, maybe you're better at explaining what this is exactly. Okay, because um, I also did one uh, last week. An Aufguss? In, in the sauna, yeah. Okay, so what is that exactly? <clears throat> so you you got to imagine a sauna is run by an oven, obviously. And yeah. on this oven... Nowadays, most of them are electric, and um, so they're not not burning like wood the, or coal there anymore. So, right as far as I know, most modern sauna ovens are electric. But mm-hmm. on top of that, you have um, a bunch of of stones and rocks mm-hmm. which get um, get heated by by, by the oven. Mm-hmm. Should not touch them. No, <laughs> um, and then you kind of kind of get a, like a like a big bowl of water, and you have those those. You have like these oils, like these right? oils, essences, or lotions, or with with some herbs, etc. You could also do it do it um, fresh, like putting in the the, the right. herbs, etc. Right. But mostly, you get those if you if you want to do it at a sauna at a place you know or something of friends, whatever. You buy those little little oils, mm-hmm. and um, basically you mix you mix it in the water just like you like you mix um, um, a cleaner for your. <laughs> For, for your house or something. Right. Those. You just mix the little yeah. oil into the, yeah. the, it's like, the it's water like, it down a little bit and then yeah. you just pour it on the rocks, right? So it yeah. steams and up and gets really hot yeah. and has a, has a, uh, like an aroma. Exactly. Right? The, the humidity um, raises mm-hmm. 
um, and you, you spread this aroma and there, there are a lot of different, there just, there's some that just um, smell good, but they're also, um, I don't know, my, my mom has this one with, um, I don't know how to probably pronounce this in English, eucalyptus. 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 Yeah. Um, and other stuff, which is um, good for if you have a cold or a stuffed nose, etc. Right. Freeze your, 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 your breath. Right. They somehow so, have these like sort of, semi-healing properties yeah, exactly. like some vitamin d vitamin c all yeah stuff. and some of them 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 relax relax you very much and I, right. there are also um some saunas who have kind of kind of um kind of cbd oils right of course etc oh crazy so there are also um there's some that just smell good and, and give you a nice little feeling in there and and just heat it up by by raising the the humidity right um and some that kind of have medical or at least um, recreational Properties. purposes. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay, so, and then normally in the Afkus, when they put these oils on the rocks and it gets steamy and a little extra hot, um, I don't know if it's always common that the guy who's hosting it, when there is a host, whips a towel in the air yeah. to circulate that, the circulate those oils and aromas around. Okay, so that's basically what an Afkus is yeah. in a sauna. There's like a session one person will, in a public one like this, they'll host it. Yeah, they'll never say, schedule. They're like, okay, at seven right. we have, I don't know, uh, this off goes, and three hours later in this other sauna, there's this, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And um, so at this hotel on this day at seven, seven o'clock, they were going to have an off course, And I didn't know what this was, but it looks sounded like kind of a fun event to do, and I'm not so used to sauna, so I thought, well, I'll just I'll just try this with the boys. You know, it was um, none of the ladies were interested in doing it, and no one had really told me what will happen. But yeah. it, I mean, it wasn't as if I necessarily asked. It was just like I'm gonna go, and they were like, all right. And it was me, the brother, uh, the boyfriend, and the father, and I was still, you know, getting to know them. <laughs> it was all still new, brand new relationships for yeah. me. You know, I, I wasn't even trying German yeah. with the mother or anything at this point. It, it was not near as advanced of relationships as it is now. And I remember, you know, I wanted to be on good behavior and I wanted to try new things. I wanted to be like kind of impressive and like, you know, oh, well, Jordan will try anything. Let's, you know, whatever. And uh, I remember I went there and it struck me the moment that I walked into the spa area that I have made a big mistake (laughs) because I realized that this is going to be, um, you know, you have to imagine this is pre-corona. So it's a lot of people crammed into one space and they were. Raging, uh, ranging from the ages of probably early 20s uh, to f- mid or late 50s, men and women all together, thigh to thigh, and even so small that if you leaned back too far, you'd feel the knees on your back from the other stranger. And oh, by the way, if you're not used to this, everyone's completely naked. <laughs> and you didn't know that? Well, I knew that people do it but i didn't know that it was mandatory and some some saunas it's absolutely mandatory yeah so i thought oh well i can just keep my towel on but i walked into the spa and all of a sudden the guys that i was with boom dropped the towels and just (laughs) walked in like it was fucking mcdonald's (laughs) i was like are you kidding me is this 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 is the normal thing so i stayed back and i was questioning like well i can't bail out now they they expect me to be walking behind them yeah and i'm looking around men women all naked, all walking in, towels on the rack. And I was like, well, shit. Well, I'd better just do it. 
just yeah. do it, you know? So the first part was, so I hung the towel up, took a deep breath and said, all right, let's go. And I got to the door and the guy hosting it puts his hands, puts his hand up and, and, and basically says something in German. I say, I'm sorry, I don't understand. He goes, you can't wear your glasses in there. It mm-hmm. gets too hot. They might crack. So now I'm blind and naked. <laughs> With three men you barely With know. With three guys I'm trying to impress. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, 25 complete strangers. <laughs> and I walk into this uh, room. You know, I'm trying not to feel around too much. I'm squinting like crazy. Yeah. And trying to kind of look casual while also covering myself. And then I see that on the front row here is the guys and I sit next to them and I kind of, you know, put my hands on my, on my thighs and I sit very up, up straight and I'm trying to like kind of cross my hands in the middle naturally, you know, yeah because I'm not used to this yeah and I'm thigh to thigh with the boyfriend, which is just, you know, so uh. cool and uh, thigh to thigh with the stranger. And then I see some people behind me and uh, so I'm, I'm there and I, I told myself, okay, just, just do it. Now you're yeah. here. No one's looking at you. Yeah. Just do it. And the session starts, and of course, he talks a little bit in German. I'm trying to just focus on what he's doing with his hands. I see him putting some oils on the rocks, and then steam is rising. I'm trying to kind of watch what, you know, her family is doing. Like, what am I, am I supposed to do something? Yeah. And then I realized, okay, he's whipping this towel, and it was the most blinding hot <laughs> air, like stinging my eyeballs that I've ever yeah. felt, ever. It was so hot. I wasn't used to this at all. And the whole thing lasted probably 10 minutes, but it felt like two hours because it was so, everything was so new and shocking and weird about it. And uh, somewhere in the halfway point of that short period, I did relax. I did get into it because, you know, everyone's doing the same thing. You don't see anybody. So you're just kind of like, well, I'm in it now. Well, here's where it gets funny again, because when the thing was over, you know, he cracks open the door, this gust of cool air rushes in, all the steam falls out. And uh, he stands by the door with this bowl of a very fine powder. And what's common is that you go from the afkus or from a sauna uh, and you take this powder and it's like, um, like a, not a peeling powder, but like a facial, like a body scrub. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to take it and put it on your, uh, you know, your face and your arms, chest or whatever. And, um, then you go shower it off. So then I'm standing up with 25 naked strangers as we are standing in a, in a line to mm-hmm. put powder on our bodies <laughs> and then go to a public shower and shower with each other. And all, all I'm thankful for is that uh, when it was a little too crowded and there weren't enough showers, people did wait. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they weren't like trying to share the shower with you. There were individual shower heads, of course. Yeah. But um, very uncomfortable for me. I went to the far corner. I showered trying to like turn to turn my butt to everybody, you know, and I, I got out of the corner of my eye. I just waited till everyone had gone out. The, yeah. the, the family, of course, because I wanted them to just get their towels and go. Yeah. And I wanted everyone else to just kind of do their thing so I could just run to my towel, put it on and be safe. Well, I waited till the last person left and then I made sure that all the powder was rinsed off and I was like, oh, it's over. Okay, I can just go back to, you know, put my robe on and go to the pool and everything's fine. I turned the corner to that hallway where the sauna was and standing in front of me, like these sardines in a can, like side by side, like soldiers, was the dad, the brother, and the boyfriend, still but naked. <laughs> And looking at me dead in the eyes and going like, oh, did you like it? 
Do you have fun? Did you enjoy it? And dude, it was like, it was so hard to keep eye contact. It was so, because I, I, it was so weird. It was all so weird. So I had to be like, oh, of course. Yeah, it was great. Oh, let's go jump in the pool, huh? And then I had to like run over, put the towel on and make it all look natural. Yeah. It was so unnatural for me. So that was my first real experience with saunas. But, but I, I got to add, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm kind of used to, to, to things like, like, like saunas. And I, and I got another uh, take on that, but, mm-hmm. but later, but in, in, in any way, I would also have had big struggles getting to know my, or in your case, your, your, your father-in-law right. later to be. Right. Um, so maybe you've seen each other a few times dressed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you still don't know. Mostly it. actually. <laughs> um, and then you're around with, with those guys completely naked. That's, that's in any, in any situation. It's so weird. That's, that's, that's weird. I, I totally get that. But, um, regarding the whole thing about showering together, etc. how is this, you played sports and I guess you've also been right. to, to public pools, etc. In, right. in the States. How's the situation there? Is it totally different? Um, well, the public pool halls that I went to in America did of course have, um, public showers, but most of them either had like dividing walls mm-hmm. where of course, you know, if you wanted to see someone naked, it would be easy to, but it would yeah, also yeah. be very easy to be private. Yeah. Some of them had like uh, little cubby showers with the, with the clear curtain you slide across. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty easy. I'd say to be, to be private, to be covered if you wanted to, you know? Um, and then when it came to like sports in high school, um, we didn't, you know, it wasn't like, I hear all these stories about how everything was like in the 70s and 80s for people where they all had to do like the sport class and then shower together. And I guess they still do that here. Yeah. <laughs> but we, um, no, that changed, uh, I guess, either before my generation or right around the time. So you didn't shower at all after football practice, games, etc.? Well, this was the thing. So we had this big locker room hall for the football team and there were only like these two or three sort of dumpy open, you know, mold covered rusty showers. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't normal that we would all practice together and then go shower. So the, the, the football practices and the football games with games, of course would be after school, but the practices were also after school. Mm -hmm. So we would leave the classroom, go across the parking lot to the football hall And then we'd go to our locker and just, just change into the stuff. We'd wear the same underwear. And then the problem was that of course you hang everything back up and then put like on a a different t-shirt or something. And luckily for me, I lived, you know, a five minute walk from, from the school. I could just walk home. home. Yeah. Then I would just shower at home. I never thought about it, but there was a couple of guys who showered at the school, uh, but it was more of them trying to prove that they're cooler or tougher by doing it. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like a normal thing. We would see it and go like, Oh my God, you see the Bubba showered, yeah. you know, or whatever. It wasn't like the casual thing. Because in, in, in my case, and I played um, soccer mm-hmm. and when we had um, like um, at a certain age, um, when puberty strikes bad, my coach was at one point, right. After an away game, you guys better go shower. I don't want to have a, a car ride home with 15 stinky, hormone-loaded teenagers <laughs> in my bus. Oh, and then it was clear. So, okay, you got to go do shower it. there. <clears throat> yeah. But in Germany, I guess, too, you guys were just like, all right. 
<laughs> you know, it wasn't like these kind American of, movies where someone's like, "Oh my god." There was there was this kind of kind of um phase where where nudity was still a, a weird thing for you as I don't know, 12, 13 year old and it's you Yeah, cuz you become aware of it. Exactly. And and we and when we had to to shower most of the guys, only some would would um, shower completely naked, uh. but most of the guys would bring um, extra underwear. Oh wow! To, to shower we- to, to, to to wear for 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 the shower. Oh wow! That sounds pretty American. <laughs> Did you do that? Um, I guess for because at, at the beginning everyone was doing it, and I, yeah, and then you're like you're a twelve year old. You're like, not going to be yeah, the guy who's I'm like not, I'm going to be, be the, the 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 one guy. Um, yo, fuck this. I, I'm gonna be the only guy naked here. Right. But after a few times, I realized, okay, this is total bullshit because you have this this saggy cot- piece of co- wet cotton on your on your legs while showering. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It's like running from the scene of a crime and getting caught in the rain. Yeah. You know, you're like Some- exhausted and sweaty and <laughs> sticking to you. Some- and it's probably you can even see your junk anyway yeah. if you're soaking wet. You yeah. know, it's just covering that. So. I'm I'm glad that they never forced us to do it, but you know, probably if they had forced us to do it under certain circumstances, I would probably be less freaked out by certain certain like mandatory nudity that they yeah. do here. Like I can go to some saunas and spas and stuff where nud- nudity is mandatory, but I can only go alone. Okay, I can I could go with Ethie, but she doesn't like it, so she doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also finds it a bit strange. She's like she's she's aware of it, even though she understands that it's a cultural thing. Yeah, it's a little different. But um, I'll go, but I'll, I would only go alone. Like I wouldn't want to go with friends or I wouldn't want to go with, especially with anyone in her family or something like, I do think it like, it's just culturally different, but I do think it is strange. Like when I think about the fact that they waited for me to ask me how I enjoyed it, of course for them, it was just as if I had, I was the last one coming out of a bar and they were like, Hey, did you finish that beer or something? You know, that was just totally normal for them. Yeah. But in my head, picturing them standing with their hands on their hips, naked, <laughs> waiting for you, waiting like, "Where's Jordan at?" And Where's then the new guy? <laughs> talking about how much they enjoyed the essential oils and stuff. Um, for yeah. me, that's that's weird. It's like you're just standing there naked. Why don't you put yeah. a towel on? You know, yeah. like cover yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, but a cultural thing. What always, as a, as a child, always kind of shocked me. Yeah, um, because. I already learned as a child, okay, there's this spa and sauna thing and um, children are not allowed there. Most spas, etc., have a kind of, um, you must be older than 16 or 18 mm-hmm. to get in. Right. Um, but adults do these kind of things um, and they like it. But one thing I, I didn't get, and it's a cultural thing, which also was pretty huge in um, what used to be Eastern Germany. Yeah. Um, is the FKK? Have you heard about this? Is this the region of no? No, no, it- no. It's 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 just a just a. It's called FKK stands for Freikörperkultur, so a free body culture. Or exactly, something okay. like that. And it's um, and there still are at at lakes and at the oh, like seaside. dedicated nudity areas, right? Exactly. And this is used to be a huge thing. Um, and sometimes we had kind of weird situations. Also, in as teenagers, yeah, because we wanted to go to that I don't know one certain lake or beach or whatever because it was nice there, yeah. And then we came there, and there were only naked people, and they even are that way that they come up to you and tell you, "Hey, this is you better get off your clothes 
this is an FKK place. Oh, so they, they think if you're wearing clothes that you're the weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. the thing. <laughs> oh man, they would, they would hate me. Yeah. That's funny though. I mean, did you, but you went there with your family, you said. Um, like certain places. One time, one time with, with, with friends and I also experienced it with family. So when you were there with friends, were you guys like, all right, let's get naked. Or did you go somewhere else? We did go somewhere else. And with the family also? Um, no, I think that time there was no no big discussion and just found a corner where it was no big deal. And oh, okay. We were okay. not offending anyone by wearing clothes. Yeah, that's, that's so strange, right? But the coolest... Um, it's just so different. I don't, I, like, I'm, I'm not trying to insult people who are into that world at all. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, just from such a different background for me, yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah, but um, have I ever t told you about this one naked guy at Freibergsee in Oberstdorf? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, we Maybe we have already talked about this this beautiful lake in Oberstdorf. You've right. been there. Mm -hmm. Great view. Um, it's beautiful. Be super beautiful. Um, and a few, until a few years ago, there used to be a guy going up there. And at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., I think he lived somewhere there in the woods or whatever. He must have been close hut. by. Um, because always at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., he would um, get completely naked, mm -hmm. walk into the into the water until it reached his his uh, his knees or something, or or maybe his balls. Okay. Not sure about that. <laughs> Just dipped him. And in. he had a, and he had a flute, and he would stand. In what? the lake, naked, and play the fl flute for 10 minutes, then jump in one time and get out. Every day. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. How, there was he, a, a naked still, flute, flute is, player. Is he still doing it? No, I I, I think the last time I, I, I witnessed this is already like five years ago or something. You saw him? I saw him, yeah. Oh my God. There must be some like folklore about this guy. Like People in the town, they all have to know who this guy is. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm. All Maybe only you've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was you. <laughs> no. Um. There. There are other people that know this guy, but I'm not sure if it's that big of a of a of folklore because not that people are at the lake at those times. And probably the people who would see him at those times would think nothing of it. Yeah. They would just be like this weirdo, you know. Or but what? I. But I could ask I because I, I. I noticed one girl who actually. Um, this this one hotel, there's one ho hotel up there, yeah, and it's run by her family, so she grew up there. Okay, and I know that she knows who that guy is or was, whatever. Have you talked to her about it? Um, one time, but and she she she, she also uh, told me a name, but I, I forgot. I, I I gotta ask her. The Freiburg flute man. The Freiburg <laughs> Freiburg nude man. The uh, the nude flute man. <laughs> the nude flute man. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nude. Nude flutman. <laughs> Dang. That's super weird, man. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, good for him. You know, he found his thing. And he played brilliant. It, it was, um, and you, you could imagine the, the the echo and the the the, uh, the, the acoustics. The sound, the acoustics. <laughs> sound, sound was great, but it's still you come up there, and I know you're 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 an American tourist. Take a and yeah, you, you had dinner up there at the restaurant. <laughs> take a little little walk around the lake, and then you see this naked fifty-something-year-old guy standing standing in the lake and playing the flute. <laughs> Just dipping his balls in the lake like tea, <laughs> and just and he's playing like "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion. I, I can't remember what he played, but oh man, you know it's good. You know, I, I wouldn't, 
I would hope that he would be a, like a master at this at this at this instrument because it would be so embarrassing for him if if you know I think the fact that he was so talented yeah made it easier for people to accept that this strange man does this interesting yeah. thing because if he played really bad you can imagine someone would be like hey what are you doing get out of my lake yeah you know, or whatever they would charge it or something yeah I also or throw thought, rocks at him <laughs> I also thought about this idea this could be a great um, great happening imagine. One of the the great German orchestras, all oh, yeah. being naked on that lake, and 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 playing some big pieces, some big pieces. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not sure if we we'll get out of that that soon. Oh my god, that's so crazy, dude. That's um, um, but yeah, actually, I, I, because we were talking about what you did over your vacation, uh, I was also gone. I was at uh, I was in South Tyrol as we discussed on the, the previous well, the episode before last. AFI listeners know the entire history, yeah, <laughs> or we, at least our perspective on it. Yeah, we broke it down. I told I said in the moment I tried to recreate how it um, became Italian that my my parents would get mad at me, and in fact they did. What they say? My mom <laughs> was like, "You said the right thing first, and then messed it up." Oh man, <laughs> what 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 was the actual the right I, it, that it that is um this that it happened after World War One, mm. the 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 other date we had like after World <laughs> War Two, right? Like in this was just another official property kind of deal contract. Whatever, but it already has been Italian. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't remember that. But you've been there, and um, yeah, it was super nice, man. You've posted this one one clip on on Instagram, and I was super jealous. Man, yeah, I posted a few a few pics and a couple of videos from there. It was so gorgeous. Um, this was smaller group. It was just uh, me and Ify and, and the parents this time. Uh, until with clothes, <laughs> yeah. Well, most of the time. Um, and then at the very last two days, um, just for like the short part of the weekend, her her sister and her now husband uh, joined us as well, and. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, this hotel was really great. They had they had three pools. They had uh, a sky pool, so one on the roof. <sighs> they had a salt water pool on the ground floor that was the best one, and then they had an indoor ground floor pool that was chlorine pool that was also nice. I swam in all of them, and they had a really nice sauna area which I checked out alone, and it was really cool and uh, amazing food. Some of the best wine I've ever had in my life. Um, I, we even, I went with her dad to a winery from this famous winemaker called Josefos Maya mm -hmm. and we did a tasting and it turned out that Josefos was there and he talked to us and he explained his process and he explained the grapes and everything he does. And I mean, this room was just wall to wall of the most prestigious wine awards in Europe. Yeah. And uh, it was so it's so cool to be there. I'd never been to something like that before. It felt very, I don't know. It just felt very like, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, very like elite, you know, kind of to be there. <laughs> But he was so down to earth. He had, you know, he had dirt under his fingernails. He wore overalls, older guy and just very friendly. And, and uh, her dad bought a lot of wine. And then thankfully at the hotel, they had uh, two, two different bottles of his, um, this Lagrain and a Composition Life. So if his dad bought a lot, And you drank a lot. Of and I drank a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He bought a lot of bottles and then in three years he can he can open them. They have to wait. They're too young. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that was so cool. So we, we, we did that and um, I, I 
you know, the thing is on vacations, I end up having this great creative energy. It's funny, you know, I, I try so hard in the everyday of, of, of yeah. life or whatever to try and be a creative person or try and like, sometimes I'm almost like forcing it, like yeah. to, to make a song happen today or to make a text or an idea or a melody happen. And it just flubs out. It just, it's just bad. And you end up not doing it. And then you, you know, you get self-critical and then you, you don't pick up the guitar for a few days or something, or, you know, I want to write something or I want to read something. And I just don't get this, this motivation. And for some reason on vacation, I always get the motivation. I think it's because I'm so, I'm like so physically and mentally removed from anything I think of as work Yeah, that my brain can actually just be, just float around and think stuff. And then sometimes something interesting sticks. And so on vacation, you know, I thought of like a whole new song, which I wrote already. And I, I thought of a, another song that I haven't written, but I have a good, a good, you know, theme for it and a good text for it. I just don't have the melody yet. And then the cool thing is, which is the most important thing I want to talk about is that, um, I was having lunch one day with Ify and I was, something came to mind. I was just, you know, kind of, my head was just kind of floating around and I thought of this really kind of random, but entertaining memory from my high school mm-hmm. years. And I told her the story and, um, she was really, you know, really engaged and she, it was, it's kind of funny. It's kind of embarrassing, which is most of my life. <laughs> and she really liked it. And she said, you know, um, she said, you know, you have so many stories from your high school years that are so crazy. Like I, there was so many times where I, where I almost died. There's times where, you know, there's like arrests. There's, uh, we've heard about that. Yeah. I mean, there's just all these in, I made a whole list here and you know, okay. So let me start slow here. Okay. But first of all, since we just talked about wine, do you want some wine? Uh, that's okay. I'm actually taking a little alcohol break because I had so much on this vacation. <laughs> I told I told Ify that I would take I would take some time because I drank every single day till I was okay. drunk. So I'm taking. A but would it be fine if I get a? a of course, yeah. of course. Um, I'll just you can just keep this rolling. I'll just explain something. So basically, um, what we did was we we were talking about the stories and we basically decided that what would be really cool is to try and put a, the, the, a collection of these stories together in a way that could work in different formats. So, you know, most important thing would be to put the stories down, like to remember everything I could, the craziest things that I've gone through since like from, you know, 15 or whatever until now. And either, you know, put them into maybe a stand up format. I, you know, I'm not a stand up comedian, but you know, I've, I watch a lot of it and, you know, I would like to maybe try and make these into a funny, story that could flow together or make it into a book or make it into something that could maybe turn into a movie or something. Basically, she was like, just collect all these stories, put everything down that you can, that you went through, and let's see what we can take. If we take part of it and make it like a character into a film, or let's take part of it and, you know, make it into um, stand up or a book or something like there's a great comedian named Mike Birbiglia and he has a fantastic stand-up special that got turned into a movie that he directed called Sleepwalk With Me. And this is the kind of thing I could imagine these stories turning into, like the journey of, you know, my world at that time to where I am now. And man, it's so unbelievable. I was I was going through... So the first thing I did was I made this list. First of, of all, audio description for all our listeners, you've brought... Um, I brought a, the notebook. You brought the big notebook 
and yeah. a shit a lot of notes. And when you arrived, I was like, oh my God, what what, what are his plans for today's episode? And why have and how could it have happened that I missed out on on preparing the same um Oh, like maybe we had like some special guests we're gonna call and you didn't yeah. know. I thought um, you had a, had, had a surprise. For, oh, this is a, it is a surprise for me, and I'm looking forward to, the, to it. And you're checking those notes now, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I you know I started with, you know, I don't know, five or six of the most major events that came to mind immediately. You know, like the arrests, and one time I flipped my car, and um, you know, my first romantic encounters with certain girls that stuck in my head and like little funny things, like forgetting myself in these embarrassing situations and some funny things that happened and um, some silly things that I said and then some really bad decisions I'd made. And then, in, so what I'm doing now is I'm at home and I'm, I'm on my computer every day writing these stories, not in any particular order. They're not like, you know, from, from 13, this happened until now. It's it's not chronological at all. It's just what feels right in the moment. I just pick one and I just write it out. And some of them are funny, I think, and some of them are kind of dark. And what I love about this is going through and really, it's crazy how it's like replenishing my memory. All of these things are coming back that I had completely buried and forgotten or distorted or ignored or something for years and years and years. It's unbelievable how much stuff I actually chose to do or somehow went through since I was, you know, 15 until about, yeah, until I'm, you know, even, even through here, even through moving to Germany, like there's less things since I've been here because the, I don't know, the American tale is so much more, I don't know, dangerous in a way, but there are things since I've been here, like, I don't know. I want to talk about experiencing Klausentag for the first time. Or did I tell you the story about the woman who dumped her husband's ashes at Wiesen? No. Oh my God. Okay. Let's, wait a second. Yeah. I'm not going to jump into that just yet. Because I have an idea for stories like that, especially yeah. um, first time experience like Klausentag you had in Germany. We could also do little special episodes on that with more, um, with a higher production. So, like the storytelling episodes you did, but maybe with sound effects, different voices, etc. We could do that. Oh, that would be awesome. I just wanted... To, uh, oh, that's a really cool idea, man. Like to explore the story and make it like a, like a featurette. Like, yeah, uh, to, do, do, do some, some, some storytelling feature episodes. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, I think like... Just like a lot of American podcasts. A do. lot of American podcasts do that. Like, like This Re American Live, this American, Reply, Reply All. Reply All. I was just thinking Reply All does that really well when they do like the background music and the uh, the, the sound effects of everything, you know? And yeah, that's really cool. That's a good idea for some of these stories too, because I don't think everything is obviously going to fit into whatever we make no. it into. But now I've done 30 pages so far, like typing. And it's it's so rewarding, man. I get so jazzed about it. I'm sitting there you know, nine in the morning and then I type and, you know, it takes a lot out of you to, to really make it something cohesive and to make sure you didn't forget everything. And then I'm in the middle of writing something. I'm thinking about one person and I go, Oh man, I completely forgot that I did this other thing. And then I go to my notebook and I write uh, down, like, don't forget this thing that you did. And I go back to the story and you know, that happens two or three times. And what the, the crazy thing is the reason it takes so long is like, you know, you're writing and writing about the, let's say like the main part of the story is that I flip a car, right? So I want to set everything up. Where am I? Am 
what's the emotional situation? Who am I with? Who, what are they like? How did I meet them? Am I in school? Um, you know, what was the day like that, that, that it happened? What led up to it? You know? And so you're going through all these details and the more details that you go into, the more you start remembering. And for me, that's really cool. It's kind of like when people log, log their dreams. Yeah. I, I did that for a while too. And like after day 10 or something, the dreams get longer and longer and longer because you remember more. So I'm there writing and writing. And then I go, oh man, right. They're like, that person was actually wearing a green shirt that I gave them for Christmas. You start remembering like the tiniest things. Yeah. It's so wild to me doing that. Like I thought I would be like, I thought it would be really short and vague as I wrote it down, but actually all these details come come out and I have to decide, you know, does it add to what I want to say or is it just something like I gave them a green shirt? Because I, I don't really need that to tell the story so I can just have that memory and go, wow, I forgot that. And then I can take that out and keep going to the punchy thing and, you know, still trying to make it funny without trying too hard because some of these are just so embarrassing and silly that they're funny just because they exist. Yeah. And then, you know going from there to see what it, what it turns into. So right now it's literally just going through, um, I'll make like a little chapter head, usually with someone's name, like, you know, my first girlfriend or my first kiss or virginity or whatever, whatever, and just use someone's name and then just tell the, like the story in, in the cleanest, but still most detailed way I can. And then all these other things come and then I just do the next one. And that's my real, like, I really, really want to do something with this. I feel so passionate about it right now. And it's crazy that I never I never thought about doing that. I had some people, of course, who have known about a lot of these stories before, like from high school and from college, to tell me that I should, you know, either not forget them or I should, should write them down just to read them in the yeah. future when I'm older. Um, but for some reason, it took until this year on this vacation for Ify to have this really clear idea like you should write them all down and then we can take it and make it into something, whatever it fits best. If it's for comedy, if it's for like public speaking, like telling stories, or if it's for a podcast or if it's for a movie or something like, and I'm so glad she said that because I think I might've never actually written any of these down had we not had that conversation. So um, I'm really, really happy with this right now. I think it's really crazy. That's super cool because um, we've kind of talked about this when I um, when I told you about that I think about doing this kind of um, I haven't started it yet, but this kind of um, audio kind of um, what do you call it? Like audio Di storytelling, Di or? diary. Oh, like having an, like an audio diary. Yeah, uh, audio like, journaling. Journaling. Like, that's it. Some, th something like that. Because I experienced the same thing. Um, I've also been through so many crazy stories. Um, but when I try to think of them, I only remember like one detail or something. And that's it. And at the time I experienced most of these these things, I didn't in no way think about kind of kind of saving it or right, ca capturing it in any way. Right. Um, I had this one moment when I was 17 and there were, were a lot of crazy things within a short period of time have, happening. Mm -hmm. And I thought about, okay, maybe I should, should, yeah, capture this in some form. But I was like, no, <laughs> the next crazy story is going to happen um, within the next few weeks. So why? <laughs> that was your mentality. Like, don't worry about kind this one. It's going to, something crazy is going to happen next week. Yeah. 
for a for a for a for a for a short period of time, and I kind of regret it. And so I totally totally feel this this approach because, um, yeah, man. Now I often I often feel a kind of kind of disappointment that I don't have these these stories um, ready for when I. I I I wanna wanna recap on that, and it happens. Yeah. It, it happens in moments when you meet, like I guess it's something you experienced as well. You meet like like old high, high school friends, etc. You've been th- through those things with, yeah. and they come up with, "Hey, it's been this and that." Latest example uh-huh. I experienced. You know, I I was hosting this this Herba show, right? Um, and in the second episode, so in July, we had um Johannes Ritzek. As a guest, the super successful winter sports guy, right? Record world champion, etc. Oh wow! Okay, at twenty eight years of age, and the la- and I had an interview with him on this cool TV couch setting and really nice chat. Um, and he very interesting. And I I, I finished it um, and asked him about his craziest herba moment. Mm-hmm. And on the air, he told a story. I was part of what, and I didn't remember. <laughs> wow, man! I mean, that happens. That yeah. happens. And then after it, after after we, when we were off, he was like, "Shouldn't I have talked about this or something?" Because you reacted so weird. And I was like, "No, sorry, dude. I just didn't just remember, didn't remember that, that in, at all, and in 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 detail." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder, like, as I'm going through these stories and some of the people that I haven't, that I'm talking about, I haven't spoken to in probably 12 or 13 years. And I'm wondering if they remember these things. And I'm sure they don't remember them the same way that I do. Yeah. Of obviously. course they don't. You yeah. know, they remember the, how they remember it. And I wonder if they remember it at all. And I think what's really liberating about this is I'm being completely honest with myself and with whoever reads this. Yeah. So it's sometimes, I mean, some of the things I'm talking about, I've never told anyone. Okay. Anyone. So some stories I'm just laying out for myself for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to look at myself kind of like in a dream when you stand over your body. It's kind of like that or like a video game, you know, you're watching yourself do the things and I'm, I'm critical of myself but I'm also trying to just tell the story of what happened in the most honest way. Yeah. And I love this way of doing it because it's a good chance for me also to try and understand why I did some of the things that I did that in the moment felt like they were so thoughtless, you know, like in the moment you're doing it out of instinct or out of um, a certain feeling or you want to just, I don't know, especially with things with girls, you know, like, in the past, um, I, I did a lot of dumb things to just try and, I don't know, to just try and be someone's boyfriend or to try and get a kiss or to try and, you know, get touched in some way or whatever. And those were things that I thought were like life or death. They were so big and I just had to do it. And I just had to do it that way. And sometimes I would put my foot in my mouth or I would step the wrong way or trip myself up. And end up ruining everything. And when I can go through the story and I can break it down and I can type out these details about like, well, I can think about, you know, what what I was thinking going into this. And then I can be honest about that and then also kind of criticize it and think, 
you know, maybe I felt that she was going to do this and I was afraid of that or something, you know, yeah. I can reflect on the, the emotions I was going through. And that's also really, really like therapeutic to me to yeah. revisit things. I never told anybody, not even Efi. she's hearing a lot of these for the very first time. She hasn't even read the the pages I've done yet. She only knows like a handful of the big stories and to go through them and, and to like explore my, you know, youthful intentions. It's kind of crazy, man, because it was just so many, um, so many, you know, good intentions gone wrong, so to speak. But I definitely recommend that for you too, man. I think it's just been, it's been the greatest, uh, few days of just, just writing out these memories. And I think, um, if that's something that you're interested in, in doing, like remembering things that happened to you, like the story with uh, this guy. Um, yeah. Either an audio journal just for you yeah. here with a glass of wine some evening, just to, just to talk to yourself no. for like 10 minutes or whatever. Um, or yeah. Or to type it out. Yeah. It's so cool to do that. Yeah. And I would love to like, like, like I, I, I brought up to, to bring some of these stories because I really, um, from a, from a listener's point of view, because I wasn't part of it, um, unless the production, I really enjoyed those two storytelling episodes of of you getting getting arrested. I forgot and, that I did that on this show. <laughs> yeah, and I I hope maybe you'll find one or two stories. Like I mentioned, we could make some cool storytelling pieces out of it. Obviously, stories you you choose and oh, feel yeah, comfortable sure. with, but something like this like this Klausen thing, I could imagine we could. Oh, the Klausen! Oh my God, man! Yeah, absolutely. So this. This thing always happens on September, uh, December sixth. So maybe mm-hmm. for that week. Oh yeah, we for that week we could do the do the, the Klausen episode. Oh yeah, I'll put that down. That's a good idea. No, um, because because um, I think this could also be obviously like um, like if you told you, I think the same way. Not not every story fits every kind of output format. Right. But and some I, stories are going to be more interesting to me, yeah, than to everyone. And else. some stories just might be might be great for for a song idea, but not for right. a, for a TV show or a podcast or whatever. Right. But um, I would love, since you're on it, if we if we would find one or two stories that maybe fit our format here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I'm I'm yeah, like I like I said, I'm I'm, I'm super in this in this kind of. Super into this kind of kind of kind of storytelling. Yeah, I would love to do that. And there's plenty, man. Like I'm telling you, I went through <laughs> what I went. Through, let's I just went g- so give us a little insight. How 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 did you? Because um, you guys got to imagine there are pages full of notes, and some are structured in form of form of bubbles. Some yeah, are some just are, some like text. Little, some are like little thought bubbles that I, I checked if I already wrote the story down. Mm-hmm. Some of them are in like a standard list that I marked or didn't mark. Or if I had two memories and they share the same person, then I would go to the other page and write that person's name. So I can say, okay, in that section, I can also connect that story. Um, but basically I have like, I have some ideas of some of the structure, but I ended up marking that out because that really doesn't matter right now at all. Mm-hmm. It's just about getting the stories out, but not to say too much yet. It's, more of like the the themes like <laughs> it's like um flipped car fell asleep um house party blowjob voyeur 
uh, V's and Ashes, uh, Klaus and Tog, Vomit Ants, uh, Bad Boy, which was burning the house down, <laughs> um, Car Crash, um, <laughs> uh, Wild Mix. I, I wrote, Are Your Boobs Real? That's a conversation that I talk about that I had when <laughs> I was in sixth grade. <laughs> Sixth grade, man. Are your boobs real? I, th- I asked a, a, a 12-year-old girl that. <laughs> like, where would she get the money? Where's our for- cringe alarm? <laughs> oh, man. It was so bad. Talk about, yeah, losing virginity. Um, there was this unbelievable, super embarrassing, heartbreaking moment I had with these two girls that I was obsessed with that I talk about. Um, almost getting killed by a train. I don't even know if my... If anyone, except for a few friends, knows about that story, I was uh, almost didn't make that one. Um, yeah, and they talk about my my proms and some of the my college relationships, and you know, like trying to break up with a girl for someone else, but she had a car accident and broke her arm, so I had to stay with her for another month. And I mean, that's that that's not even close to interesting, <laughs> but that's just one of the things that I read. But the other ones are honestly like. I love doing that. I love going through it because, um, yeah, it's just really fun. Um, another thing that I, I did today was, um, so today's you're, yeah, today's Wednesday. So you're hearing this episode tomorrow. So I, the post will still be up of course, but on my Instagram at Jordan Prince, I posted a video today that, so I really was feeling like I wanted to reconnect with the people that, that follow me on there that, that are interested in, in, in the music that I do, because I feel like, you know, I had this one release in May, which was, which was good, but I haven't had any concerts this year. I had like one or two streaming concerts, but you know, I see a lot of the musicians in our community and people that I follow, you know, trying to do their best to stay relevant, to stay, you know, entertaining and to try and do something back for the people that are, you know, supporting them. And, um, I had this idea today to, you know, maybe just ask the people who are actually following what I do, um, if they have like a specific song that they like and they think that maybe they'd want to hear me do a version of it, like for me to do a cover of a song that they think I would sound good on, you know, less of like, um, can you play, you know, Van Halen or something, but like, Hey, there's this, play Wonder Woman. yeah, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, there's this, I don't know, some, but I would love, I would love you. Uh, you um, I love picturing you covering Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a lot of edits, a lot of editing. Um, but basically, yeah, I just, I just asked people today, like, you know, if you have a song that you'd like me to try and cover, you think you'd like to hear me try and cover it, you know, p- to put it in the comments for that video, because what I want to do is I want to make like a short version of it for Insta stories and tag them in it. And if they like it, if they're like, okay, this is what I wanted, or, you know, if they love it or whatever, then, you know, they can tell me, and I have the time right now before things really get crazy again in September to uh, maybe do a full version and put it on SoundCloud for free so they can just have it. Like, just do a cover of the song that they like because they want to hear my version and then just just give it to them. So I had a few a few people comment today. I had some interesting... What did you get? I had some interesting uh, suggestions today. So I had... The only one that really stuck out to me that I did not expect was Drops of Jupiter by Train. Remember this mm-hmm. song? And let's see. There was a, a musician a musician I didn't know called Donovan Woods. He has a pretty song called Portland, Maine. 
they want me to do that one. Uh, very cool suggestion was Stu Larson, a musician that I supported in Munich mm-hmm. last year at Strom. Um, he has a, a nice song called San Francisco. And then I had two Beatles suggestions, Here Comes the Sun and Yesterday. Ah, basic. And, <laughs> and then um, Leonard Cohen's famous blue raincoat. Never tried covering Cohen. His voice is such a different octave that than could mine. Be, that could be a, a challenge. That could be a real challenge. Yeah. Inside, insider tip for all of you guys who think about um, getting up to Jordan. I can only recommend asking for hip hop tunes. Oh man. <laughs> If anyone, That'd I guess most guys of you haven't heard um, Jordan's rapping. I'm a big fan I mean, the thing is, if it was covering, then I don't have to write new rhymes. I'd be happy to try that. But I'm probably, yeah, I'd have to probably edit myself a little bit, depending on the song. But yeah, that'd be really fun to do. So far, they've just suggested like things that sound like in my genre. This yeah. is, like usually ac- acoustic songs are all, they're all, they're all acoustic songs. Um, but I would be happy to try something different. But um, yeah, I just wanted to try and do something nice. Like I feel like I'm so far away from the music world that, We were in last year. Yeah. And last year was crazy. Maybe this, yeah. Maybe this is just a nice way to uh, reconnect with people and show them like, hey, I'm really glad that you're following. I'm glad that you're listening. So, you know, if they, maybe if they like the version, they can share it or something. And maybe, maybe it does well. Maybe I can keep doing it for a while because I think that's kind of a fun idea. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to send you some Metallica tunes or something. Uh, You know, honestly, (laughs) that could also be kind of (laughs) cool. I saw a post on Instagram the other day that was like, okay, guys, it's 2020. Let's just admit that we never hated Nickelback. (laughs) (laughs) Like, guys, let's just admit it now. Okay. (laughs) Everything's, everything's burning. Everything's dying. Let's just say. I still hate Nickelback, to be honest. (laughs) You know, we just never hated them. I remember there was, when they were so, so, so big, I guess like. 2010s or earlier earlier early it doesn't early 2000s maybe 2005 or yeah. something i remember uh there was i think three or four songs that made the big charts and i, I really didn't like them i think there was one that i could stomach one that was like okay it's on and i'm not gonna i'm not hating I'm this not gonna vomit right <laughs> but this one that's like uh down to the bottom of every bottle There's five words in my head. Ah, uh, this one. Scream all we haven't found yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. That one was the one I was like, I'm going to slaughter an innocent family and take myself out with them. <laughs> I, I have a trauma with this song. That. I hate that song. And then, yeah, the, the, I mean, the good thing about when they released... um Their song Photograph is this. Did you ever see the, you must have seen the famous meme where they cut off photo. Yeah. It's like, look at this graph. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was just so genius. <laughs> I loved that, man. I thought that was super funny. But yeah, that's basically, that's 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 what I've been so jazzed about the last few days. It was a good vacation and, nice. you know, it was relaxing and they had a really great gym there. So I didn't have to, I didn't slack off too much. I did drink a lot. I did eat a lot, but I still 
tried to find time to go on long walks with Ify and, and, you know, in this, these long, you know, apple valleys and stuff they have Super there. Super beautiful. It was so, so pretty. And actually her family now, just, just the parents, you know, they took a three week vacation for August. So mm-hmm. one week was with us and then they, now they're, I think they're going to Rome or something. Ooh. I think they wanted to go to Sicily, but the Corona numbers jumped up again. Um, but yeah. And now, so we, Ify's got a lot of projects that she's waiting on to hear from. And I'm honestly in this place with work that's kind of interesting because um, I'm technically on unemployment this month because the school job ended in July. And, you know, everyone's off in August, so it makes sense to try and get this set up for this month. And my health insurance is, is covered, which is really great. Um, and then, you know, I'm kind of making this decision if if we get... There's, you know, this this job that I've mentioned in the past that's a possibility. Um, if this comes up, then I could change everything to freelancing and just be working, you know? Nice. That's exactly what I would love to do. I would love to just do that job. And, you know, honestly, I'm hoping that next month I can have a better idea because right now everything's pretty slow. And like the next few days, like August, everything's just kind of slow. But I'm really hoping that next month I can have a better idea of, um, you know, what people are back in town, what projects might be f- being filmed, especially in Germany. If it's like documentaries or image films or, you know, shorts or something and, you know, try and contribute some music, try and compose some, some guitar music or some singing or work with more composers, like as a contributing musician and, um, you know, see what, see what's possible. And hopefully, I can keep writing on these memories because that's so much that fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Great. For, you're already checking your watch. For well, the, I checked for, it to uh, see, like, how can, could we really be out of topics already? We didn't even talk that long, but it's 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 been an hour. But I was like, did I really run out of things to say? I never, I never um, experienced that, that you, that you ran out of topics. You were doing one hour completely alone, <laughs> but um, did I talk too much? No, 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 easy. But um, I also think we we got our, our our week covered pretty pretty well, and we don't have a need to to stretch anything. But if you want to, for the the very end, I have another sauna story. Oh, please, which is kind of uh, kind of crime story. Or horror story. Okay, I'm super in. Let me quick check if I find, um, if I still find any, any press releases about this. Um, Oh, I got a new, I got a new, let's see, I got some new suggestions. While you look for this, I got a new, um, new, two new requests for this um, Instagram song covering I got from Cody. I got Still Crazy After All These Years from Paul Simon. Uh, actually, you know, the cool thing, I covered that song before uh, at a live uh, a live performance with a fantastic jazz guitarist, good buddy of mine, Josh Starkman. He's got a very successful um, platform called Have a Great Day. You should check it out. And Doug says he wants Wandering by Justin Towns Earl, who just died. He died at 38. Do um, you know who Justin Towns Earl was? 
Um, to be honest, no. Um, just a great, a great songwriter. Okay. A young guy. Um, very folky. Sorry. Sorry. So did you find it? I didn't find anything, but I, I still know the story. I was, um, just try to, if I find any. Is like an article about it or something? Uh, article, an article about it, but, um, let's do it from memory. So this happened in Oberstdorf. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like four to five years ago. Um, and it is a thing with um, people, especially there, or I guess in, in many, many villages where you have this kind of zona culture, um, that people meet um, after their work in the evening and just go, go to a sauna, have a chat there, and after that, and maybe maybe drink a beer afterwards and go home. It's a thing, and some um, some ho- some of the big hotels in Oberstdorf offer their um, sauna area if in off season offer their sauna area for for kind of public um, use for the for the people who live in Oberstdorf. So on 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 certain days, like could be this one hotel has its spa area open for public in off season on Tuesdays. From I don't know end of September till um, early December, where there's not that much, but that many tourists. Okay, um, and a lot of people. It is a thing for them. I don't know. Tuesday's night. Tuesday night is sauna night, mm-hmm. and there has been this one guy um, already pretty old. I'm not sure if he was in his sixties or seventies, but already pretty old. And he used to go to this um, one hotel, which is which is right next to my my parents' house, um, to their sauna, um, once a week. Mm-hmm. And let's say it was a Tuesday. Every Tuesday night, he went there. One Tuesday night, um, he went to the sauna. He um, he left home. His wife was just, I don't know, <laughs> hanging there. <laughs> he went to the, to the sauna, and at some point, she got worried because he should already have been home. And as far as I know, he always used to go there alone. So it was not like that he went there with a, with a buddy. They got to the sauna and maybe go for a few beers afterwards. And it could happen that he comes home late. Right. It, it would be a regular thing. I don't know. Go to sauna at seven, be home at 10, something like that. Right. Um, and he wasn't home. And then she was calling the hotel, the receptionist, if she could check if he's still in their sauna area, etc. And this receptionist was like, "No, we've already closed it. Um, it's all turned off. There, it's not possible that that there's anyone." And so on and so on. He's still missing. He's still missing. Um, and she tries uh, several times, calling there. Hey, is my is my husband? He looks that way. Can you check if he's anywhere in this hotel? Because it's super unusual that he he he's not a guy who who spontaneously meets with other people afterwards or something. He, he should be home. Right, right now, and he's right. not there. Um, and the people working at the hotel didn't want to check. Oh man! And at some point, um, I'm not sure about this, but I, as far as I remember, they started to to look for him on his possible way home. If he, I don't know, fell anywhere or something in the dark, it yeah. was it wasn't winter. Okay. Um, and that that could happen. Like, I don't know, you're, um, you're getting from the hot to the cold too 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 soon. Right, older guy. I don't know. Something could happen. He, he fa- falls over some somewhere. 
right. in the snow, whatever. Right. They look for him, and the people at the hotel were always telling, no, he can't be in this hotel. The sauna area is closed since, I don't know, nine or something. Right. Um, there is nobody. Our kind of <laughs> sauna manager, I don't know what you call it, um, checked it, and they searched for him, and then and didn't find anything. The next morning, this wife goes to the hotel, they check the sauna area, and they find his burned body in there. He got locked in the sauna and died. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, and that's why I wanted to check. I don't think he 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 got locked. They just did not. Um, he he might have like died in there. He might have. He he might. Either way, and I'm also not sure about this. That's why I wanted to to, to fact check. But either just have fallen asleep or had something like a heart attack or, or something in there. Oh, and then just or just pass out I, something. But I can't believe they don't do rounds. Yeah, that's so unprofessional. And did I the hotel get in any trouble? I guess so. There there has been an obviously an investigation. investigation yeah. Um, and I don't know, and that's why I, um, well, I kind of wondered why I didn't find anything, how, how this whole thing turned out. Wow. But I guess probably they they went on this investigation and had their conclusions, but didn't um, bring it to the public that big because it's still a big hotel in a big tourist area. Right. And it's bad marketing for this village. Yeah, I'd say so. But yeah, that's the story. Man, oh God. Imagine this, missing... missing your partner getting to the sauna the next morning and finding oh, a burnt so crazy, dead man. body. <clears throat> that's really crazy. That's so unfortunate. And that's really, that's really hard too, because especially when you, you know, it's already hard enough to know that what, well, you know, someone you love has died, but to not be able to properly say goodbye to the remains yeah, because they're so charred or, you know, they're mutilated or something. That's, that's, so, what a nice way to end the show, bro. What a sweet way. <laughs> I asked you if you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it was going to be like I would have that. asked you guys out there, but um, fortunately, you can. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> oh, man, that's so crazy. That's so crazy. Um, yeah, well, I, I just, just to end on a, on a brighter note than that, I do hope that you guys enjoyed last week's compilation episode. I think you did a really good job on that, Mo. I wanted to ask you, what did you think about it? Because I you, really you had no it. clue what I, I would be doing no. there. Oh, sorry. That was the first episode we ever did that I didn't have any clue what would be produced, like what was coming out. Like we talked about what we wanted yeah. and we had like a basic idea of the structure um, of course, unfortunately, we we missed one person, but that's all right. They were too busy, understandably. So it was really, it's still so nice to hear back from Vivi and Kobe and from David. And sounds like they're all doing pretty well. Um, you know, they all have their own particular um, responses to. Of course, I I had heard their their messages um, before the episode, so I didn't have to sit through the messages. I skipped a little bit around, but. Um, it was so cool. I think how you, yeah, I really like how you structured the beginning and how it flowed and, and everything. And, it you know, a, it was also a, a, a super it was great fun to, 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 to search for these stories because yeah. I listened through the whole episodes again. And, um, I can recommend for each one of you, if you liked last week's comp- compilation, mm-hmm. listen to the, to those interviews again. Yeah, because there has That's three great because interviews. it was actually for um for those three guys so Kobe, Vivi, 
and uh, David Gaffney, it was actually kind of hard to 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 pick the stories out of their episodes. For David Gaffney, Gaff- it was easy for me because I really I wanted exactly. that. I really wanted that Liam Gallagher story in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But for for the two, two two girls, it was super hard because there were so many many interesting topics we've touched on with them. Yeah, I can imagine that being hard for them because, well, one, Vivi and I, you know, joking joking around a lot, moving the story around a lot. And also for Kobe, I mean, she she's been through so much and has so much to say. And she's, I can also, you know, she's also a bit of a fast talker, like kind of like me. So um, it's hard to, to say like, okay, when do we really want to jump in here? But I think you did a great job and I think it sounded good. If you guys missed it last week, um, go check it out. It's just only, it's like 30 minutes long. Yeah. And it's really sweet, and you get to catch up with some of our favorite artsy fartsy immigrants. And, um, you know, probably down the road, um, we'll do that again next time we need to take a break for, for whatever reason. And um, maybe we can also, you know, like you said, pick some, some cool stories to produce and just make it, you know, kind of bring something fresh every once in a while to the, to the listeners. And yeah, man, I like it. Cool. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you like today's episode, please go to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show. Give us a nice rating or a review or share it around or just tell your friends about us because that goes such a long way. And if you're a Russian sex bot, don't hesitate to DM at Artsy Fartsy Immigrants yes. on Instagram. No, seriously, if you have any kind of feedback or you wish us to cover any other podcasts in our style... <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, if you have any, if you have any ideas, um, you know, something that you want our opinion on, or if you want us to, uh, you know, a good artsy fartsy immigrant for us to interview, uh, you can always DM us on Instagram at artsy fartsy immigrants. Um, I will respond, or write an email to podcast at m nine four five dot de. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, baby, the saints are coming through And it's all over now, baby blue Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Badscheider Produziert für M94.5